Hey, I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota. Minnesota time. <laughs> I'm so tired. I did not know how that Minnesota was going to come out. <laughs> I was like, this might be, I should have auto tuned before I started. <laughs> We should. Oh. We should auto-tune one of these days. I should just to see if anyone the notices. Minisode. Right, the mini-sode. Yeah. A little yeah. T-Pain on here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so this week, Ooh. I've decided to stay very culturally relevant. Ooh. Very in the moment. Ooh. Very much something that is like blowing up all over the place. I don't know how deep you are into this thing, okay. but I do know that you sent me something about this thing, so I thought it was fair game. <laughs> Ten minutes on the clock. We are going to talk about the latest Disney Pixar film, Turning Red. What, what, what? So have you watched it? I have, yeah. So how is it that you have watched a film that like a kid film and <laughs> I have, have not? I have not yet because it was right. It came out right during my finals week, and so I I still haven't. Who's it was a t- total accident, Tamika. Let me was tell it? you. Well, <laughs> so we actually had time to watch a movie the weekend that it came out, and we're like, let's watch something. And I opened Disney Plus, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a new Pixar movie about an Asian girl. Can we watch this? <laughs> I guess was like, okay. That probably was the quickest that you have ever picked a movie. Like, you're just like, bam, look yeah. at that. No questions. And so little did I know this happened on, like, the day it came out. Mm. I didn't realize that it had just come out. But I had, you know, heard heard a little bit about the hype coming up to it. I knew that it was about, like, a a girl of Asian descent who turned into a red panda and had a Tamagotchi. That's all I knew about it. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> But yes. I mean, what more? <laughs> you know, so I have there has been so much buildup. I remember it feels like over a year ago mm-hmm. where they did, you know, like the little spoilers about her being very embarrassed by her mother. And I was so excited because, you know, when we were talking about stop Asian and Asian Pacific Islander hate, we were talking about the importance of representation and we need to start this younger and this will really just add to the flavor. It doesn't take away. It's not like we've said a lot. It's not pandering. This is going to be really exciting. And, but I will say what I was afraid of, and I'm still excited to watch it, is the, once again, the trope of the person of color having to change into an animal. Mm. And I, I, I do see, because honestly, between TikTok, I don't even, I feel like I don't even need to watch it because there's just so, it's just, if you go on any social media for five whole minutes, everything in your life is spoiled. <laughs> I stay away from social media. And look, and look, look how your skin is so supple. You're so wise. Look at that. <laughs> but, but I've heard, honestly, here's the thing. I have heard nothing but good things from a very specific community. Mm. And then that I have heard nothing but criticism, but from another specific. Oh, Community. I know the communities <laughs> already. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's so interesting because I went into it knowing very little about it. I watched it. I was like so pleasantly surprised. 
my husband was like, that was a pretty good movie. Like it was a Pixar movie. It was, you know, Mm -hmm. what it is. And I was like, that was such a good movie (laughs) because of the representation. But I think even more so, and I hear Encanto is the same way and I haven't seen that yet, but it's very much like about intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. and like hit me in a real personal way. And so, like, the very end, I'm just like, tears! (laughs) Like, oh, God, I relate to all of this so much. So I think, you know, and even though I'm not Asian, and then we get into the whole complicated, like, but people think you're Asian and you have studied Asian culture. So, like, there's so many specific things about Asian culture in there that are, like, amazing Mm -hmm. and I love and I'm there for, like, even just, like, no shoes in the house. Thank you. Like, yes. I'm like some things, you know. <laughs> but there's a lot of reference too to 90s anime, and like, you know, that was my bread and butter when I was a teenager. When mm. I was the age of of May, yeah, uh, who's 13 in the film, and and I think because she's she's 13, and it takes place in 2002. So she's just a little younger than us. So we're mm-hmm. about the same age. So just all the cultural references, like, there for the nostalgia for the millennials, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I find it very interesting, the critique, mm-hmm. uh, particularly because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of tropes that are in a lot of Disney films. You know, when has there ever been an obedient daughter in since Snow White? Snow Mm. White was like the last (laughs) obedient daughter and look what happened to her. Right. Yeah, I just I find it, you know, it's it's very clear that it's actually racism. (laughs) It's just sprinkled into it. And the thing is, I love when movies like this get uncover that for people so people who are like movie critics they're they're in the arts right and once again we have touched on this that people who are in the arts tend to get uh, put in the category of Mm open-minded as a liberal as forward thinking oh you're in the film industry or you make movies or you're a movie critic must be so open-minded like you know but that's just not the truth you bring your biases wherever you go into your work into your art and I think we have seen it. You know, I don't, I'm not going to give anyone who I do not back any more of a platform, but it has been stated by some white male critics that this movie is too niche. They can't see themselves in it. It's not, it's not relatable. So this movie, although pleasant and pretty, is not going to have the same standing as a lot of the other Pixar movies. And the community came through like they ate him (laughs) and they've eaten others like them because it is like in your words do you absolutely not see it that's what boggles me that you can read it proof it send it to somebody else they can read it proof it publish it and not see how entitled how racist that is and that's people thought that this was a canadian asian family that because they were young teen pubescent it was a very 90s, like you said, the animation style was a little different. It had a lot more anime, you know, nods to it and coloration and emotion. Like, I just I just can't see myself. So because you can't see yourself, you cannot relate. This will not have the staying power. And it is just on the heels of Encanto as well. 
where there's so much love, so much backing that it's breaking records left and right. You're still not understanding it. You do not have to be the center of every story for it to be time tested and true. Like it's shocking. It's shocking. There is just so much that is relatable about it. And I think, you know, the fact that it is, it takes place in Toronto. God forbid something doesn't take place in New York. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and then We're because it's Toronto. It, yeah. <laughs> so far. How do you even say that city name? I don't even know. And because they are Asian Canadian and because, like you said, the age, I think 13 year old girls make people uncomfortable. They do. Because periods make people uncomfortable. Puberty. And that's the thing. It's like there are, yes, there are period references in the movie. I find it very upsetting that so many parents are mad about it. Girl. Because it's, we're just going to continue to further demonize periods. Like, I don't, it's, it's totally natural. It's not sexual. I don't know why it has this connotation of being sexual. Girl, it's not. That's the problem. That's where this, this is. I'm like, what? you need to examine what you find sexy about a period if you find that to be. And I think it's so funny. And this is I I don't even know if this is going to stay. It's a it's a mini. So it's probably going to stay. If you want to sit there and talk about being pro-life, you better be pro-periods. <laughs> you, yeah. you better not. Like, I I mean that wholeheartedly. You cannot sit there and not want to talk about reproductive health and periods and and then be like, but babies are precious. Where, girl, then you, if you do not want these things, if you don't want young girls getting pregnant, then you better be pro period. You better be having a parade. <laughs> right. Right. It, it does not calculate to me. No, it doesn't. And it's not, I know you haven't seen the film yet, but like, it's not graphic mm-hmm. in any way. Like, I can break it down right now. The mom thinks she started her period. She actually turned into a panda. The girl hides. Mom's like, I have ibuprofen. I have a hot water bottle. I have all these things. Let's talk about it. And then the daughter is just like, no, I'm fine. Get out. I want to talk to you. <laughs> like, you know, and then like the big the big reveal later is she shows up to the school with pads waving them around saying you forgot <laughs> you forgot this and that's it that that's all the reference to period though i do love the mother at the bathroom door saying has the red peony bloomed <laughs> i love it I, I, i'm gonna use that for all periods now i, I love it it's in full season <laughs> But yeah, it's not it's not anything graphic and I think for younger viewers sorry time for younger viewers they probably won't even realize what that reference is to and just glaze over it the way that we glazed over so many things yeah. in cartoons when we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, anyone who is probably late elementary school has heard about periods will get it and it probably won't be a big deal especially because the way it's presented is not like graphic or anything. I think yeah. the fact that people feel like they need to hide that fact from their children is more telling than the film, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it's it's disappointing that they want to nitpick through that and not talk about the relationship during that time and change between a mother and a daughter. You know, I, it's something of, 
in Disney, in Pixar, we're keeping the parents right now. We're like, we've all kind of poked of like, you know, whose parents died. It's all traumatic. They're always orphans because they realize that actually having a parent alive means you got to deal with those dynamics. And Pixar and Disney are starting to approach those dynamics and what Mm -hmm. that looks like for the character and how that really impacts them. And just like Encanto, like Red, we're actually seeing how culture and like you said, what obedience looks like and what's that intergenerational trauma looks like and how race plays into it and hurt and love and how essential family is, but how the thing that's supposed to be so important can be like the hardest thing. And I just, I am saddened for cultures who cannot see themselves in that because it's not based upon that. When we have a culture that's very individualistic, built upon capitalism, that's very singular, that's very nuclear family. We have that structure so much as the foundation in America that when we see anything else, you know, they're like, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if that's how it would look like. Is it really that way? Is it really that hard to, are you really that afraid to disappoint your parents? Are you, yeah. Does it really feel that smothering? Do you really feel that amount of pressure from the you know the generation before you? Yeah. <laughs> Not just the fact that there is like it it deals with these larger universal issues or issues that transcend race or culture, but I think the fact that it does center and normalize a particular group that doesn't get a lot of screen time mm-hmm. is really important. And the fact that like the cast, <laughs> all the characters within it are so varied. And I think that that is also important. Like one of one of the girls who is her best friend is named Priya. Like when have we ever had a character named Priya in anything? I know. You know? It's so sweet. And not to mention that i that's my favorite character. That's no surprise to anyone. <laughs> and I was so excited to see that she was voiced by um, Maitreyi Ramakrishnan, who is the main girl in Never Have I Ever, Mindy oh. Kaling's Netflix show, who is equally like awkward and weird like May is in this film. And so I think I also just appreciate that because for so long, I feel like portrayals of teenage and like young pre-teenage girls has always been like precocious and beautiful and like all these things. And we're seeing a lot more awkward, like figuring the world out unsure, which I think is a lot more relatable for most of us. Yeah, um, that part of our life is not conventionally pretty. It is mm. rough. It is emotionally and physically rough. And you're completely right. I love, I love a good preteen tween where it's like they didn't know that they were beautiful. <laughs> I hate that trope. You know, it's just what they wear some glasses and that makes them awkward. It's like, no, you know, they are they are people trying to sort out their lives. And I love it. I love the aesthetic of their friend group. I love I love the boy band. But no, I'm not a fan of it. But I knew so many girls who that was so pinnacle in their life and they're and having that camaraderie and that's kind of what brought their friend group together and as their support and fun and so essential to their growing up and they took the time to do that and I hear them the music slaps and there's just a lot of care and detail put into it and I I hope this is just the beginning like more we're more there is a market for it people are hungry for it there's a place for it and like you said there you're not the only person who are like I'm in tears there's a there's a, a TikTok where this woman who who is a uh, Mexican all of a sudden a woman who's Asian comes into the room in tears she goes red she goes yeah Encanto yeah <laughs> there's like the trouble of being seen it's like <laughs> 
But it's so beautiful because I think that once again, anything that can kind of bring us together and be vehicles for empathy is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's good. It's worth your whatever it is, like hour and a half. It's not a long film. Yeah. Mm, I'm excited. Like, I think you can you can peel back the layers and, and really, like, make it more deep. But it's also, like, you could just watch it and it's just, like, a feel-good cartoon, too. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, definitely approachable and... Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm not I was not a boy band girl, but I can't help but always be like be there for boy bands now yeah. because it feels like it was such a huge part of the culture growing mm-hmm. up even though at 13 I was less in sync and more cannibal corpse. Um <laughs> Oh, it, it, it is. Like I said, it just puts you back in a time, um, yeah. you know, boys to men. I mean, who's, whose class song in the 2000 wasn't a boys to men song? Honestly. Uh, anyone who's was Green Day time of our lives. <laughs> Good oh, riddance. Was, was yeah. it, I think, was it our sophomore year? It was an Aerosmith song. I don't want to oh. close my eyes. Yeah. Right, the song from Godzilla. Or uh, Armageddon. Armageddon. It was one of those Armageddon. movies. Yeah. Armageddon. Because that's what you want is a send-off, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Demika hasn't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm two excited. thumbs up. Check it out. Let us know what you think. If you're anti it, let us know why, too. But yeah. I'm also probably not going to respond to that email. <laughs> if it doesn't go off of like the construction or like you've studied... Canadian like Asian family dynamics and you want to bring your two cents into that I am totally here for that how about that yeah I'll I'll hear that all day all right y'all we will be back next week with a full episode and in two weeks with another mini-sode mm-hmm all right peace out